pharmaceutical companies, et cetera, deliver on value. Uh, you know, we were discussing what, you know, what is the value that someone is getting from their healthcare intervention or their wellness intervention? And how do you, how do you reimburse and pay for that as opposed to paying for pills and paying for visits and paying for a lot of stuff that has literal no value, just, just increases the register. Um, so that's, that's, you know, the, the future of healthcare is all about the, the, the value that someone's bringing to you as an individual uh, and AI and predictive models will predict out individuals' risk of X, Y, and Z. And how do we prevent that happening? Uh, that's that's where I see the future going to. Yeah, that 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 would be very exciting. I agree with you that this disease-driven model, you know, letting people do whatever they want and then trying to fix them afterwards is uh, is a broken model. So, what specifically is uh, Mango Sciences doing to try to bring that vision of um, a predictive future into the present. Yeah. So what what we're focusing on is um, one of the other key issues. I mean, just the the inequities of, of health access. So you know, we have intracountry. Okay. You know, a lot of studies. If you look at COVID and uh, you know, ethnic minorities are, are high likely of mortality, and the same thing across Europe. So the inequity of health access. So we're, we're solving that on a global level. So if you look at all the Neville therapeutics that are on the market, specifically cancer care, um, that have come out over the last 15 years, these are expensive drugs. And, and pharmaceutical companies price their drugs at a global global pricing level. They don't they don't adjust depending on market uh, affordability and ability to play. Uh, couple the fact that most of the people in emerging markets across Asia pay for their healthcare. So 93% of, of people in India pay for their cancer care, mm-hmm. and similarly across. Southeast Asia, North Africa. So what we what we're doing is we're a data company. We sit on we sit on a, a ton of data, clinical data, about thirty million lives of data, uh, of which eight hundred thousand is, is oncology data. And we we can do two things with that. Uh, number one is we can so predict out what we expect a drug to do for an individual because we're sitting on a, on a large data set with with pretty big what's called heterogeneity, so diversity in that data. So we could take specific individual characteristics, say it's a you know, lady, 65-year-old lady with, with stage 3 breast cancer who's got diabetes, high blood pressure, she's on X, Y, Z medications. What do we think, you know, for, you know, for example, Pfizer's uh, breast cancer drug, Ibrance, how do we think that's going to work for her? And then what we're doing is in saying to, to the individuals, like, look, we think this is going to work for 12 months of, of, of what's called progression-free survival. If you should pay for that. If it gets 12 months, you should pay for it. Um, but if it doesn't get there, you shouldn't be paying for it, right? Uh, well, you know, you're getting no no perceived value as, uh, above chemotherapy, um, and we're able to track those outcomes because of a data platform. We're able to track those outcomes, and then we're 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 attaching a financing component to that. So instead of you paying twenty thousand dollars in that year, you pay that over a, a, a five year period, um, which makes it much more affordable. So you know, you're paying two three hundred dollars a month um, for for a family of, of four, which is which becomes much more affordable. Uh, but fundamentally, it's about paying for the value you get, and specifically cancer care is about mm-hmm. paying for paying for your life. So that's what we're bringing to the table, um, and we'll be, you know, we're we're talking to most of the global pharma companies and are looking to close. I can't mention yet, but looking to close one of the the biggest ones uh, very soon. Who who see this is the future? They 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 have realized that selling the pill business is not the future of healthcare. They need to get into this, and and we've we've you know given them a conduit to do so. Sure. Yeah. I normally ask people like, how do you know, you know, people are going to want this, but the idea that people could purchase a medical procedure somehow related to outcomes or knowing um, a higher probability of their particular outcome, that seems incredibly obvious and and novel too. Has, has anyone else tried to 
um, use data and analytics to um, predict uh, outcomes in the medical field, or is this fairly new? I, I know it's new in the cancer area. So in the cancer area, it's very new. We're, we're one of the first companies to, to do it at, a, at an individual level. But there are um, you know, companies out there, predictive com- uh, uh, capabilities around, so for example, patients, you know, as you go towards these accountable care organizations, you know, once the patient comes in with a heart attack um, and, they, and they get discharged, what's the probability of them re- returning um, with a secondary or, oh, or uh-huh. complicated um, so, you know, so then risk stratifying, okay, we've got hundred patients. It looks like these 20 at the top, they've got a high probability of coming back into hospital. So what do we do to prevent that happening? How do we concentrate our, our out of hospital resources on these 20 patients and the, and the rest of it? So it's, it's using that predictive modeling to try and filter and manage your resources uh, in a, in a focused, uh, focused way. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So I know that you shared with me personally before a personal story of why this problem is personal for you. Can you explain that again to us? Yeah, sure. Happy to. So uh, I'm, although I'm a Brit and you, I'm sure you could get away with my accent, yeah. uh, my, my, my family, uh, my parents came from India. So they emigrated in the seventies to the UK, but my, a lot of my family's there. So my grandmother unfortunately got cancer when I was a, a junior doc uh, about eight, nine years ago now, uh, 10 years ago, in fact, a, long, a while ago. Uh, and she got cancer and I was like, oh my God, and it was late stage breast cancer. And she went to the, went, went to the doc, uh, and, uh, you know, he prescribed her a bunch of chemo and et cetera. And I was like, look, by the time I spoke to this doctor, it was about two, three weeks after her treatment started. And I was like, look, you know, what's going on? Have you tried Avastin, which was Roche's new drug at the time for, for breast cancer? It was, you know, blockbuster drug, you know, everyone was using it. And she's like, he, and his response was, look, I, I've never even prescribed that drug. I don't know any patients who can even afford that drug. Uh, in, in, in this population, like how's your grandmother going to afford a 